Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's February 11th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Hello, Walt. Uh, hello, Nancy. Hello, everybody out there in Radioland. Uh, hello, Dolly. And Dolly was bringing me, bringing me up to date on the next plan of the swamp beans to firebomb the population. So that was interesting, but then... We got rudely interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we had to start the show. <laughs> but Nancy's going to play nine minutes of it, so you'll hear Walt. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi there. Um, well, do you want me to start with that? I mean, we can. Well, yeah, let, this let, is the first I hear of it. What's the next horrible plan that they have in mind for us? Oh, okay. Well, let, let's let's just do a, a revamp here because last week we were about to hear the um, uh, State of the Union uh, speech, and that's where we left our audience last week. Well, obviously the audience knows what happened. Donald Trump put on an amazing show, and uh, the uh, what is what is it? What Swamp is, beings? No, Pelosi. What? But what is she? She's oh, the Pelosi. the head of the Congress. But Walt, you know the word. What Speaker is she? Of the yeah, House. the Speaker of the House. Speaker of the House. The Speaker of the House committed a felony by tearing up an official U.S. document that had been handed to her. And the penalty for the do- for for that felony, I looked it up. It's in the code. Okay, the penalty for that for her doing what she did, ripping up the speech. All right, which she has not denied that it was a speech. It was full of lies. Um, she is, what the statute said, is no more than three years in prison and or fines, and they must be thrown out of office and never allowed to work for another federal government. That is what Pelosi did when she tore up that document. And Nobody I just... Nobody an eye? Huh? Nobody batted an eye? Well, they're, they're, oh, she's she's an Italian go- grandmother that um, just goes off into rage. Bullshit. And because I'll tell you why, I, I, Walter, as she's as as the president. Okay, you don't even watch these things, so you probably don't know. The president <laughs> is speaking, but right behind him, sitting down, is the vice president, who technically is uh, the president of the Senate, even though he's vice president, and. I think it's president, but he, he he's he's basically representing the Senate. And to the left of, of Trump is Nancy Pelosi, the representing the House. Okay. Left and behind. Yes, and right behind, sitting down. And so when he comes up to the podium, he turns around and he hands her a the speech that's in one of those document covers, you know, one of those fancy thingies. And he hands it to her. Now, she reached out to shake his hand, 
but he completely i you know i was i've watched it you know a number of times i'm not sure that he really saw her reach out you know it might not have been intentional but it very well for trump could have been intentional i'm not trying to you know but anyway so so right off the bat oh and she takes you know like offense to it well what people don't know is that when she introduced him president of the united states they all clap and then he turns around and hands it to her the normal declaration i don't have in front of me but it's basically i am honored and pleased to present the president of the united states and pelosi said here's the president of the united states (laughs) you know and trump is like one of the more brilliant men i've ever watched politically he would have known that that she had snubbed him by that statement so, you know, you want to blame him for starting this rile up? I, you know, I'll, I'll argue with you. Yeah. So, but, so she's right behind him the whole time he's giving the speech. And she was so unbelievably distracting because she kept fooling around with the papers and making faces and, oh my God. And she mumbling. Was, and she talking was mumbling. to herself. You know, I mean, she was just outrageously awful up to that point. But then, and I saw it, it was as it was happening. I had to laugh because um, whatever news station I was looking at was the the two commentators. The the woman was talking blah 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 blah, and the guy says, "Did you just see that? Pelosi just ripped up the speech, and she hadn't seen it, but I did." And when she got up and she starts ripping up the speech, and she did it in, I don't know, there was a number. I mean, it went on for an hour, so it was at least probably a half a dozen pages. And she ripped him up, you know, two or three at a time. Three times she made a rip, right? So it's like I'm going, I'm freaking out because I know that what she just did is probably a felony, meaning the jail term instead of a misdemeanor. Um, And I'm freaking out. I'm going like, I don't believe she did this in front of the world, you know, and I'm in my own head, you know. Well, then they got a picture of, from behind, where it's looking down on the papers themselves. And you can see that she prepped those papers by making a pre-rip in it so that she wouldn't, you know, it would be a clean rip. It was not rage. It was a willful, planned-out attack, mutilation. What what it says is that um, it has to be willful, unlawful, and that the um, paper that is being, something's done to it, is mutilated. They use a whole bunch of terms, but mutilation is one of them. So just the act of tearing a paper, even though you haven't destroyed the paper, is considered, you know, three years in prison, no more than three years in prison, and or fines, and you have to be disbarred, well, I don't know what they call it, disbarred, thrown off yeah, the... No charges have been filed yet. Not to my knowledge. And she well, did it in front of the whole world. She told, <sighs> she said right on news, I had it planned ahead of time. She did say that. Well, that's yes, wonderful. Yes, so it was pre, pre-planned. pre So it was definitely a criminal act on her part. Because it was willful. Illegal. Yes. I mean, it yes. clearly states that once an official document is presented to a government agent, so to speak, then anything that 
this law is pertaining to is regarding that, that it was given to a government official, and she was the government official. So, um, yeah, until they, they throw her off of the, out of the Congress, I don't care that she goes to jail, probably Dolly does, for that, you know, but, you know, get her out of the Congress. She absolutely disrespected everybody in that chamber that was, uh, a real true American, because they're not real true Americans, and we'll understand why in a little bit here, because I'm going to play this crazy ass tape. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty sad. It was a but he, the the speech was amazing. Every reporter I listened to said it was one of the best. Even some of the opposition said, "Well, yeah, it was yeah, a really good." Speech. Even the ones who don't like <laughs> Trump at all were saying how good it was. <laughs> well, there, there were people on Facebook posting articles where the article was blasting the speech that Trump was talking about uh, the America that was founded and shaped by the uh, people that came, and he's totally ignoring the indigenous people and this, and that. they were blasting the... In fact, one of your radio guests posted uh, uh, the article blasting the speech that it was horrible, how is this man allowed to continue in the government after saying these horrible things? You know, what about the indigenous people? What about this? What about that? He totally ignored them. So I haven't heard the speech, so I don't know if what is being said is correct. Well, I don't know if it would be ignoring if it just doesn't come up in the speech. I don't have, I listened to every single word he said, and he didn't mm-hmm. disrespect anybody. Did he point to the black community and have a man who was 101 years old and he just, Trump just um, uh, gave him a promotion to uh, a one-star general from the uh, the black uh, air pilots during World War II. Tunk, Tunk Lisi? Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you know the word, Dolly? No, it, it's... A, it begins with a T-U-K. Yeah, like what you said, but I, I can't think how to say it right. They they were an amazing group of flyers. I mean, they they did a lot during World War II, a lot of really heroic and extremely important flights were made by this group. Jesus, right on the tip of my tongue. Um, but anyway, so yes, it was an interesting week. And then, of course, the next day uh, they had the vote for impeachment or not impeachment, and of course it went that he was. Um, what was it? What, Vindicated. What, what well, do you? What is the word? Um, begin. Acquitted. Acquitted. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word, Walt. Thank you, Walt. That's why we have Walt here. He remembers all these that's words. That's right. That's right. Um, so the next day, he goes out. Uh, Trump goes out uh, in front of the White House. We're meeting in the White House press room i think it, i don't know where it was but in you know all these different congressmen and senators who had helped keep him from being impeached and he said i got a speech but i'm not going to use it and he just was talking off you know off the cuff and he said the bs word out loud bullshit right this is all bullshit and what really miffed me after the fact was that every every mainstream media that i saw they bleeped him the president of the United States, because he said BS. For saying bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, it's Tuskegee. No, Thank you, Sam. Thank did you. Thank ever, you, Sam. Oh, did they ever um, report how the 
uh, Senate voted? Was it unanimous or was it split so so much? Oh yeah, they had it on TV. Well, they, oh. they the whole thing was on TV. Oh, okay. Um, Romney was the only Republican that voted no on one of the articles. There were two articles. He voted no on one of them. Big production overdoing that. I thought, well, who gives a shit? He, it was crazy. But of course, all the Democrats voted. They wanted him impeached. It was exactly what everybody knew it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Except for the Romney, Romney splitting his vote, he did it because God told him to do it. <laughs> and you know, I, hey, I'm not going to argue with that that statement. But boy, the next the, the day after they had some kind of a prayer breakfast that all these people are supposed to get to and be nicey nicey. Well, you know, God bless Trump. I really, you know, I I I want this man to survive into a second term. But he can be such a jackass. <laughs> you yep. know, he he get up in front of this prayer breakfast and says, I really don't like people who, you know, blame their decisions on God. I never heard him talking about God before, you know. So, uh, you know, he, he could have been on such a perfect role, but no, he had to step in it again, that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's not a perfect guy by any means yeah. well he's not a no. glove diplomat he's not a saint that just gets away with endless platitudes and says nothing at all I'd rather take somebody like that open frank and you know rude if need be right uh, you know when you look at the role that he's doing I don't know how far you can get with a silk glove and, and empty platitudes you can at some point you have to take out your uh, war maze and start banging some heads <laughs> I just believe he's a warrior, and he's fighting for the American people. I don't believe he's a saint or anything like that, or Jesus. Or he's a good warrior, and I thank him and his family for being so strong. Yeah, he, it, they expected him ahead. to apologize or something, because that's what Clinton did when he was... What's that A word again? Am I having trouble with you? Am, oh, not abolished. Well, acquitted. Acquitted. <laughs> Clinton was acquitted also, and he apologized to the nation. But he had he had lied under oath that he had never had sexual relationship with Lewinsky. Now, oh, but he did one better. Remember, he he said to the the people interviewing him. I think I don't remember if it was a committee. I was living in New York when this happened, but he. He actually burst out to to the committee saying, well, you know, guys, in the end, it's none of your business. Like, <laughs> it's his business who he wants to sleep with, and they shouldn't be bothering him with this. <laughs> well, I hope he did, because it, to me, that was, that was a no-go, uh, you know, as far as impeachment. But Donald Trump did not apologize to the nation. He called it like it was and apologized to his family for what they were put through and he was again he was very very impressive so i don't think he should have done his stupid tirade at the prayer breakfast i that was inappropriate oh i totally agree even for him yeah he shouldn't have done no and so shame 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 and so then they 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 sort of finished the 
Iowa caucuses. Um, but it's like nobody's really sure who won because it was it was such a disaster. And then they go on to New Hampshire, and they're in t- tonight, today, they're voting in New Hampshire's primary. And so yesterday they had, now the only people running in New Hampshire are the Democrats. You know, New Hampshire was uncontested as far as I know against uh, Trump. But Trump goes to New Hampshire and throws one of the biggest rallies anybody's seen in the state. <laughs> He had, <laughs> he, he had he had more people at his event than all of the events for the Democrats times five. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I mean, you know, it's this like, is supposed to be a, Demo- this, is a, a this is this is supposed to be a Democrat stronghold, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not imperative that Trump win that state, but. Uh, Actually, Iowa and New Hampshire are, are states that he, he needs. To, he didn't win them last time, and he really needs to, because even though there's a tremendous excitement about the Republican Party and about Trump himself, um, how that's working out within the general public, who knows? All we know is that uh, Trump's rallies are getting a lot more people, excited people, uh, to support him. Um, and they're, they're adding uh, added you know layers of security to the voting system because you know voting has been kidnapped in the past. <laughs> you know I don't know, I, and I I've I done I, we've done show we've done shows on that. I don't know if they fixed any of it, um, but it would be I too. I think it's all a joke. Yeah, well, not really. I'm not going to go that far. I'm hoping that they've got control over it. I would think that the Republicans would by now. <laughs> They're fixing it for the Republicans, maybe. I don't know. But um, I, I'm just hoping that it's it's a clean count. You know, We know. We've been here before. Um, I saw the Diebold demonstration in a, in a video. And I, and, and, uh, this was many years ago. Um, I don't. I, it, uh, I guess it was a documentary video. Don't ask me for the name of the video. All I remember is that uh, there is this room, like a polling room. And there is a group of citizens. Their, their only role in the room is they're voting citizens. So they have a diebold uh, voting machine right, where you go to the machine and you punch in the code to the candidate that you're voting for, and then you hit the enter key. And the machine keeps a tally. So what they did is a, it's a mock uh, election. So what they did is they have, they have three dummy candidates, and you, the, the people in the group are instructed how to vote, because they needed to, they wanted to make a demonstration to the people. So while all of this is happening, there is a die ball technician there. Uh, from the company that makes the machine. And he's sitting there having a cup of coffee, drinking, you know, looking at the newspaper, waiting for these people to be done with their thing. So uh, I remember at the end of this whole demonstration, one of the women started crying because, you know, her vote was kidnapped. But anyway, the people go through the motions and each one goes up to the machine. They put their vote, they cast their vote, and they register it. So 
before anything else is done, the man supervising this whole thing, he does a printout from the machine. So the printout shows candidate A, so many votes, candidate B, so many votes, candidate C, so many votes. And it corresponds with how the people were instructed. So after that's done, the that's he takes the cue, the die ball technician, he gets up and he goes over to the machine. And all he does, he opens his briefcase and he takes out a memory card and he plugs it into the machine and then makes sure that it's initialized so that the machine acknowledges the presence of the card. And then the supervisor goes back and runs the report again. No, no, no further input into the machine. All he's doing is he requesting the machine do a tally vote of the how the people voted. It turns out that everybody voted for candidate A. <laughs> One of the women just broke down in tears. She couldn't believe how because she felt violated because uh, she took it for she was really invested in this demonstration because voting was so important for her and she spoke to the camera and. What had happened was, even though there had been no input on the machine's keyboard, there was a tiny bit of code written in the memory card. As soon as the machine initialized the memory card, it read that code, and it altered how the, the tally went, depending on how the code was, the code was written. Well, I remember, so I I remember back when um, I, th- I it was, you know, when uh, Gore, Gore and Bush had that, go you know on in the election and here in florida there was a woman yeah. who was voting for gore and she was one of these diligent people that went back and checked to make sure she'd put everything in you know that she was supposed to and it said bush so she changed yeah. it she hadn't submitted it yet she just changed it and goes and reads through it and then went I, I'm going to check again, and sure enough, it had gone back to Bush. So they had ways back in what was that be? Oh eight. But that wasn't that. Uh, the, I remember seeing a documentary in New York where they were showing that in, in Florida, they were using these um, acrylic cards, and underneath the acrylic, the acrylic is full of holes, and then you put your voting card underneath the acrylic, and then you have to take a pen. And punch the holes of what you want. The shards, yeah. And that's how they were voting. And then what they were saying when when Bush got the state of Florida, they were saying, "Oh, that was happening because in some senior senior citizen centers, they they were not understanding that correctly, and they were punching the wrong hole, and they were coming up with all kinds of excuses." You know, and Jeb Bush was the governor of Florida at the time. So I remember in New York, everybody saying, oh, yeah, obviously his brother gave him the state. <laughs> well, interestingly what? enough, they had a recount. They were in the process of having a recount when the Supreme Court illegally did not have jurisdiction to do this, declared Bush the winner without the finalization of the Florida recount. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And when the recount did come in, Gore had won by over 500 votes. But by then, it was the Supreme Court had designated Bush the, you know, not that it would have made a damn bit of difference. <laughs> but, I uh, watched a program with the man, a, a man, who 
makes those machines and programs them. He, the voting machines. And he was showing it by in detail how he could, with the machine, manipulate the votes to be whatever they wanted them to be, to be the numbers they wanted them to be. And he said he did them all over the country in whole bunches of cities. So that's when I thought, what? I just kind of give up on the voting thing. I did vote for Trump last time. Um, I will do it again, but I do not trust the system one iota. Can't say I blame you there. <laughs> I mean, well, all right. I know that um, if you go back to the Romney, when Romney was running and Obama was winning, and they kept saying to Obama, uh, to Romney, you know, well, it looks like Obama's going to win. You know, where, where's your, what are you thinking of this? And he kept going, I'll win Ohio, I'll win Ohio, I'll win Ohio. Well, what people didn't realize is that there was a fix-in for Ohio. No matter what they voted for, Romney was going to get it. And according to information that I have no reason to doubt, um, the, it, the, the anonymous group actually went into the computer system that had this sub-program in it that was going to give it to Romney and took the sub-program out. So oh. Obama won. All right, but because and, and so knowing what happened in that election, my feeling is is that because Anonymous is so involved in the White Hats and and what's happening with the return of the Republic, my suspicion is is that there's going to be somebody overlooking and watching everything. So I'm at least hoping that. Um, well, how do we know we can trust whoever's going to be watching? Because they're white hats, you got to trust oh, somebody. Oh, you either decide you either decide you're going to okay. trust the white hats that are. T- yes, they're all human. They all could screw us over. It could be even worse. But I don't believe that. I know these people. Not every one of them, but I've known quite a few of them over the years, and still do. And I, you know, I mean, do you trust me? <laughs> I'd be I'd be the type that's overlooking it, watching it. Yeah. Look at they just screwed that one, didn't they? Yeah. Okay, no problem. Mona says it was it's Chad's, not Chad's. Chards, yes, like Chad's. Chad, <laughs> yes, Chad's. 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 Good show today, Mona. That was a nice young man. I didn't get his name, but well, until the last half hour, I found I fell asleep. You got to have these short. You see, the, you put those those commercials in. I do the same thing with radio that I do with television. I fall asleep. Oh, let me just rest my eyes, you know. But it was a great show. Yeah. What I heard. Thank you for that. Um, Okie dokie. So, uh, shall we put this nine minute tape on? It's something that. Is going to sound like, well, he keeps referencing, I know this sounds like fiction, um, but it is real, and I'm just going to let uh, Tucker, (coughs) what's his first name? Tucker Carlson is his last name. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, Tucker's (laughs) his first name. His first name, Tucker Carlson. Uh, Fox News. Say again, Walt. Who is Tucker Carlson? 
He's a Fox News um, host. He has his own show. I think it's on at 8 o'clock. No. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. And um, he came out with this on the 8th. So a few days ago, three days ago. Um, Anyway, I'm going to play it. So just sit back. Nine minutes, 14 seconds. And... um, Seriously, try to stay with it. He's 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 interta- entertaining in the way he's presenting it, but stay with this because this is absolutely bizarro world. At this moment, there's a bill pending in the Congress called the New Way Forward Act. It's received almost no publicity, and that's unfortunate as well as revealing. The legislation is sponsored by 44 House Democrats, including Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Casio Cortez. It's roughly 4,400 words long. That means it's almost exactly as long as the U.S. Constitution. Like the Constitution, it's designed to create a whole new country. The bill would entirely remake our immigration system with the explicit purpose of ensuring that criminals are able to move to the United States and settle here permanently with immunity. Now, you may think we're exaggerating for effect, but we're not exaggerating, not even a little bit. The New Way Forward Act is the single most radical piece of legislation we have ever seen proposed in this country, ever. It makes the Green New Deal look like the status quo. A document produced by Democrats to promote the bill says this, and we're quoting it verbatim, convictions should not lead to deportation, end quote. Now, keep in mind, we're not talking about convictions for double parking or even for DUI. The bill targets felony convictions, serious crimes that could send you to prison for years and should. A press release from Congressman Jesus Garcia of Illinois is explicit about this. Garcia brags that the bill will break the, quote, prison to deportation pipeline, something most of us were for. So how does the bill do that? Well, under current U.S. law, legal U.S. immigrants can be deported if they commit a, quote, aggravated felony or a crime of moral turpitude. That is a vile, depraved act like molesting children. Under the New Way Forward Act, crimes of moral turpitude are eliminated entirely as justification for deportation. And the category of aggravated felony gets eliminated, too. So what does that mean? Consider this. Under current law, immigrants who commit serious crimes, robbery to fraud to child sexual abuse, must be deported regardless of the sentences they receive. Other crimes, less severe ones like racketeering, require deportation if the perpetrator receives at least a one-year sentence. Under this bill, there would no longer be any crime that automatically requires deportation. None. And one crime, falsifying a passport, would be made immune from deportation no matter what, because apparently 9-11 never even happened, and we no longer care about fake government documents. By the way, if you just renewed your driver's license to comply with the Real ID Act, you must feel like an idiot, because immigrants are getting a pass. You're not. Under the proposed legislation, for crimes that would still allow deportation, the required prison sentence would rise from one year to five years. We checked the Bureau of Justice statistics. According to federal data, crimes like car theft, fraud, and weapons offenses all carry average prison sentences of fewer than five years. And that's just looking at averages. There are people who commit rape, child abuse, even manslaughter, and get sentences with fewer than five years. Lots of them, actually. If the New Way Forward Act passes, immigrants who commit those crimes and receive those sentences would remain in this country. And, of course, they will be eligible for citizenship day one, too, of course. But even that is understating the law's effect. Even a five-year prison sentence wouldn't necessarily be enough to trigger deportation. 
The bill would grant sweeping new powers to immigration judges, allowing them to nullify a deportation order. The only requirement for that is, quote, the immigration judge finds such an exercise of discretion appropriate in pursuant of humanitarian purposes to assure family unity or when it is otherwise in the public interest. Talk about open-ended. In other words, anti-American immigration judges, and there are a lot of those in this country, would have a blank check to open the borders. You would not be voting on this. It would happen anyway. Is this shocking you yet? Because we're just getting started. We read this proposed legislation. Here's another point. Current U.S. law makes drug addiction grounds for deportation because why wouldn't it? This bill would eliminate that statute. Current law also states that those who have committed drug crimes abroad or, quote, any crimes involving involving moral turpitude are ineligible to immigrate here. The New Way Forward Act abolishes that statute. So a Mexican drug cartel leader could be released from prison, then freely come to America immediately. And if he wants, he could come here illegally, and it still wouldn't be a crime because, and you were waiting for this part, the bill also decriminalizes illegal entry into America, even by those we've previously deported. In other words, you break our law, we send you out, you come back, you break it again, you can stay. According to a document promoting this bill, Criminalizing illegal entry into America is, quote, white supremacist. That's a quote, white supremacist. Now, by this point, you're beginning to wonder, are we making this up? We're not making it up. In fact, we're barely halfway through the bill. The legislation doesn't just make it harder to deport illegal immigrants who commit crimes. It doesn't just make it easier for criminals to move here illegally, though it does both. The bill would also effectively abolish all existing enforcement against illegal immigration. To detain illegal immigrants, ICE would have to prove in court that they are dangerous or a flight risk. But, of course, ICE wouldn't be allowed to use a detainee's prior criminal behavior as proof of danger. That's banned. ICE would have to overcome even more hurdles if the detainee claims to be gay or transgendered. If they're under 21 or if they can't speak English and an interpreter isn't immediately available, they get a pass. In other words, it would be much harder to arrest an illegal alien in this country than it is to arrest you. They're the protected class here. You're just some loser who's paying for it all. But believe it or not, we save the nuttiest part of this legislation for last. And here's what it is. What could be more destructive than changing U.S. law specifically to allow rapists, child molesters, and drug dealers to stay in America? How about this? Using taxpayer money to bring deported criminals back into America. That's right. This bill would not only abolish your right to control who lives in your country— But it invents a brand new right, quote, the right to come home. It orders the government to create a, quote, pathway for those previously deported to apply to return to their homes and families in the United States, as long as they would have been eligible to stay under the new law. It's retroactive, in other words. DHS must spend taxpayer dollars transporting convicted criminal illegal aliens back into the United States. Not making this up. So who would be eligible for these flights? Tens of thousands of people we kicked out of this country for all kinds of crimes. Sexual abuse, robbery, assault, drug trafficking, weapons trafficking, human trafficking. From 2002 to 2018, 480,000 people were deported for illegal entry or re-entry into America. And under this bill, you'd have to buy each of them a plane ticket to come home. Those tickets alone would cost about a billion dollars. And that's before Democrats make you start paying for these criminals free health care, too, which they plan to do and have said so. The New Way Forward Act fundamentally inverts every assumption you have about this country. Under this legislation, the criminals are now the victims. 
law enforcement is illegitimate. It's racist, just like the country you live in, just like you are. And the only solution is to get rid of both. America would be better off as a borderless rest stop for the world's predators and parasites. That's the point of this. And we're not overstating. Go read it. This is a big deal. This is not a small thing. This is not renaming a post office. It's hard to believe any American would put these ideas on paper, much less try to pass them into law. And yet, remarkably, that's happening. And even more remarkably, the press has ignored it. This isn't happening in secret. It's happening in the House of Representatives. Scores of Democrats have backed this bill. But the legislation has not been mentioned in The New York Times, has been mentioned on CNN, a news channel, or even in self-described conservative outlets like National Review. No mention. Consider if this were working the other way. If a lone, I don't know, Republican state legislator from Minot, North Dakota, had proposed to build this extreme that would remake America completely, the president himself would be expected to answer for it. CNN would demand that he disavow it, even if he'd never heard of it before. But when one-fifth of the entire Democratic caucus backs a bill demanding that you import illegal alien felons and then pay for it, it's a non-event in the American media. They don't think you should know about it. And that's dangerous, if we're being honest. Whether the press cares or not, these are the stakes of the 2020 election. And you have a right to know what they are. A growing wing of the Democratic Party views America itself as essentially illegitimate, a rogue state in which everything must be destroyed and remade. Our laws, our institutions, our customs, our freedoms, our history, our values. And of course, that's the point of all of this. An entirely new country in which resistance is crushed and they're in charge forever. So there you go. So I guess now we know who are the real friends of the Democrat Party. Oops. Sorry. Say again, hon. Well, if they're writing this in such a way, and if you study, okay, who is benefiting out of this, well, it just clearly shows that they're benefiting their own, their friends. And most of the members of the Democrat Party are members of the Hazarian Mafia, as Fulford calls them. And they're just thinking of benefiting their friends, not citizens, obviously. Because when you when you think about, okay, I remember when years ago, back in the in the 60s, when my father was, he wanted to immigrate out of Argentina because he just couldn't make heads or tails. You know, the, we were going to lose the house. He couldn't keep up with the payments. So that's why a friend of him, of him had emigrated out of the country. And he was able to send money to the family to pay off the house, so they couldn't, so they needed need to be homeless. So among the possibilities, he studied uh, immigrating to Australia. That was uh, either people were going to Australia or the U.S. in those in the sixties. And uh, one of the things, the questionnaires that you have to fill out from from the Australian Council is. They didn't want useless people. They wanted people that had a vocation, a profession, some kind of degree, people that wouldn't go to Australia to be a load on the system, you know, somebody that could be useful to the rest of society, you know, uh, even an auto mechanic, someone that has that is can do useful work. So if I apply that to this legislation and, I, and I'm thinking, okay, who... 
these people coming back into the country, they only know one, one existence, one profession, one reality, the reality of being criminals and hurting society because they're sociopaths. Okay, who's benefiting out of this? I'm not. The population is not. So obviously, they, 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 these Democrats are members of the cabal. So they're defending their friends. They're thinking of protecting their friends. Well, where I see the similarity is I've watched what happened to Europe with the European Union. And the European Union essentially told the member nations that they had to accept X amount of immigrants without question. Okay? And then once they get here, you have to give them this, that, and the other thing. Well, this was the first silent attack. This is an absolute attack, military kind of concept um, on a civil on, on your your enemy. Okay. Now, why why would I go there? Well, because the first people that came in were actually men. It wasn't women. It wasn't children. It wasn't families. It was men. So you got this real intense influx of young men that should have been fighting some war. And if you watch what happened in even Germany itself, um, in France, in Britain, Britain is like, you know, I think one of the reasons that they left the Union was because of this this crap. Um, so it's, it's actually done a huge amount of damage to these various nations because you've got, it's like, you got a, a, a body of, of pure water and somebody, you know, pours a bunch of crap into the stream that's feeding this lake. Pretty soon the lake is polluted. And I'm not saying that immigrants are the problem. I'm saying that this was an orchestrated event to get people like we're talking about here, you know, the sociopaths into Europe, into the underbelly of Europe, and then to bring in families of, of women and children to drain the economy. It, it's, it's like a mere event, but we weren't under control of the European Union. We are under control of the hostage now, Congress, the House of Congress, and the Democrats. This is the same ploy. Who wins out? The people that are in control because one of the new world orders pillars of, of, of you know what what they're building it on is making everybody the same the hom hom the homogenous version of reality versus a reality that is full of individuals living their lives being you know loving and caring and having an identity as Russian, as an American, as a British, having the culture and the, you know, the real flavor of Earth, you know, the different people. No, you want them all the same and all downtrodden so that you can control them. Those are the people that are winning by this this particular um, bill. And, And the fact that the mainstream media doesn't pick up on it, we had a, uh, I played a tape a bit ago about uh, you know, leader technologies finding out why the government gave their patents on social media to Facebook. And they discovered that, you know, there was a, a, 
absolute history proof that roads, uh, Cecil Rhodes, that you hear about in the Rhodes scholarships and that sort of thing, and his group of people worked to set up an intelligence, a world intelligence organization with a, you know, an American version, a British version, just like we see, but that the one of the key players in this new world intelligence organization were news, newspaper men, radio men, television men. So, well, actually, it didn't have television at the time. So what you've got is you've got a situation where we can't trust the, the, the media people. I'm sorry, we can't. You know, there's too much indication in the present world where, you know, every one of them could be an operative for an intelligence organization that's out to screw us all. So. Yep, you control the information, you control the the target is control how people think, what's the direction. We want to take their thoughts and direct them in a specific way, like a like a sheep herd guides the sheep from one field to another field. We We want people to think along these terms. These are the bad guys, these are the good guys, these are the oppressors, these are the victims. And they and people if they buy that story, they start shaping reality because reality is formed by the energy of consciousness. So information. He was right about that. You can whoever controls the information controls the world. Well unfortunately uh, it goes beyond money. <laughs> Unfortunately, for the dark side, there's something called Fox. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm just amazed because from the get-go, the Fox network was not. I mean, I couldn't believe they were even being allowed to be on the on the airs. And I mean, from when when they were, in, I remember the day that they started up. You know, and now I listen to them because I'm getting a better version of. What I think is happening, you know. Yes, they get a little crazy too. Sometimes they get into such. I mean, I, I can hardly watch it to be honest with you because they can get as juvenile as any of the others. But when you get somebody like Tucker Carlson coming out and explaining this, I mean, incredibly, incredibly dangerous law that nobody else will touch. Um, you have to honor the station. So. I'll continue to watch Fox when I can, when I have nothing well, better to do. People have to use their power of choice and, and shut this off, disable it. You know, de- well, declare your non non agreement with it and just kill the energy of it. You kill the energy of it, you kill the bill. It's all energy, and there there are more citizens than there are members of Congress. So, but if they don't know about it, Walt, that's well, the problem. You know about it, so if you know about it, more people know about it. Well, only because not I... Not many. Not many. You know, they're not all listening to Fox, and they certainly are not all listening to me. So anybody out there, please, you know, this is a serious... I'm not doing that. You know, a lot of times I just put stuff up to entertain you. This is not entertainment. This is absolute. You have to pay attention to this bill. And, you know, go to, to Fox. I mean, they're doing... Tucker, uh, last night, I think, he's speaking about this same thing. But um, get yourself, go check it out yourself. I, I went and I could have pulled up the, the act itself. I just didn't have time to, to read it. 
Uh, so it's all out there. You can prove it to yourself, and then you can prove it to your friends and your family. You know, this isn't voodoo. This is, my God, what are they thinking? And it's in black and white. So please, you know, get yourself knowledgeable about well, this. The I know Daily Caller has it. Say again? What? The Daily Caller has it. They have it in a... Hold on. There's a, a news website called dailycaller.com and it's showing this huge article about what we just heard. Let me grab it here and I'll give you the link. Yeah, get the link. Yep, so um, what else, Dolly? What else? Is Cuban busy at all? Is there anything happening on that front? Yeah, he's been posting, but... I don't want to have to repeat it. If you want to see it, go to his station. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give you the link. There's just is it's a Q A L E R T S Q Alerts dot app A P P, and you can find what he's. Oh, he's been posting more today. Yesterday. I didn't see it yesterday. Oh, no, I didn't have my internet. It had gone down in a big area, a huge area, Nancy. The internet was down here in Palm Bay. Uh, he's got, really, I cannot do Q justice. I suggest strongly that you go and you... Uh, Read Q and you follow the links that he posts, and you're going to learn a lot. and And I strongly advise you go there. It's Q Alerts dot app. What does he mean in this post where he, where it says these are trapped? An anonymous posted something yesterday, and it says. It's uh, what advantages might exist when you know the other side's playbook. And then further down it says, caught them all. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Are, what does he mean? Well, is, is he saying that they have some intelligence on the Democrats? Yes. Ah. They have a lot. And things... Shit's going to hit the fan. So they say. But I won't believe it until I see it. Because I've been hearing this for how long now? Three and a half years? Oh, yeah. We're going to get the. We're going to drain the swamp. We'll do it. But we have to wait until we get them to show their hand. Because the people won't believe it. They, the people, more people have to wake up. I'm just tired of the games. Well, you're kind of copping out on your job here. You're supposed to be our Q reporter. And now it's like, oh, go find out for yourselves. <laughs> Nancy, I can't, I can't report all this stuff that's on there. Seriously. There's just way too much. And he's got links in in 
nine out of ten of his reports and you have to follow the link and and see what the link says and your eyes go what did i just read that and you read it again or did i just listen to that youtube and you listen again and then you go to the next one and it's really people have to experience it for themselves if they really are wanting to know I really want to know, so I go and I and I research all this stuff. Well, not anymore. Apparently, I really wanted to know, and you were the one that was supposed to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I pulled up the latest one that he has. It leads me to it's a link that takes me to tweet, and somebody called Pamela at AZ Shop Our Girl tweet tweet. Tweeted, boom, QAnon, where we go one, we go all, the, the initials, WWG1, WGA. It's got a picture, a video of Trump. I don't know what he's saying. Uh, he's in going to the New Hampshire primary. Uh, and... I would have to play the oh, they're video. Asking him the, they're, they're asking him the question, do you know who Anonymous is? I don't want to say, but you're going to be surprised. Oh, yeah. See, that's another thing. I saw that on the, uh, on the news, on Fox. There, Somebody asked somebody else in the politicians. I, I, I turned it on, and the blip was on, and I didn't really get to study who asked who what I just saw somebody asked somebody else uh, what do you th- what do you think of Eric Siamabibubu whatever his last name is it's long and unpronounceable and <laughs> he is the boyfriend to Adam Schiff's daughter who has worked in Adam Schiff's with Adam Schiff for as long as he's been the boyfriend, I guess. And he is the, the what do you guy? What do you call him? The, the whistleblower? Guy? Yeah. The whistleblower guy? Yes. But nobody wants to say it out loud. Well, what's, what's the story with Anonymous? I want to know more about Anonymous. I thought you were talking well, about that. Anonymous is... The guy who came out and said, "You're talking knew. okay, so, okay." So we're not talking about the anonymous group of hackers, no. computer hackers. No, we're no, talking no. about the whistleblower, the whistleblower who is the man who will not be named, and it turns out to be Schiff's girl daughter's boyfriend. Yes. Well, okay. But now. nobody will say it because they're afraid to. And what role does Schiff play? I, I can't keep track of all these names. Oh, Sorry. Schiff is this freaking dude that was one of the... He was running the impeachment oh. fiasco. I think they he, call him the manager of the Congress. He's sort of like her second in command, Pelosi's. Is yeah. that, that right? And then yeah. he, he, was, he was one of the... Uh, 
one of the Democrats that went over to the Senate when they sent it to the Senate, I forgot what they call them. I call them liars, but I don't know what the official name is. <laughs> but he was one of them. Nadler was one. Schiff was one. I don't know that black man's name. Uh, I, I don't know his name. And then there was a woman. I, don't, I can't remember her name either. I don't get that involved in it anymore because I really have reached the point where I just sit back and I watch and I wait and I wonder what's going to happen. But at the end of the Senate uh, trial, I guess they called it, when the Democrats were the last speech that they were going to make, um, Nadler jumped out of his seat, which I couldn't believe he did because he's such a fat little toad, but he jumped out of his seat and he kind of armed Schiff away because Schiff jumped out of his seat too because they both wanted to be the last speaker. Well, Schiff kept saying, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And and they played it over and over uh, that night, showing what an ass they made of themselves. And Nadler standing up there. I don't even know what he said, but they were fighting over who's going to be the last one to be on TV. <laughs> well, I have to say, I saw that routine many times, but I never once heard a word out of Nadler's mouth, so what a waste that was. We're at the top of the hour. This is four minutes. It's the Beatles, Let It Be, from 1970. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine, cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree. And their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my lightsaber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. 
Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. You guys there? <laughs> I'm here. Yes. I, Nancy, I want to apologize, but my heart isn't in. It just isn't in it like it was when I was having the derangements. I'm past my derangement. That's fine. You're not finding drama entertainment anymore. Yeah, I guess. I just, I, I'm worn out from all my derangement. (laughs) 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 I still get uh, upset that they're so evil and getting away with it. And that upsets me the most. But then when I go over and I read Q and, and he says, uh, He's gonna, we're gonna drain the swamp. Well, when? I've heard this for three and a half years. Let's see some actions here. Uh, like this one. This one is, uh, February 10, 2020, 137, 17 p.m. EST. And there's a big, uh, uh, painting like in an art gallery hangings, the greatest military intelligence operation of our time. And it says, back channels are important. Attacks will only intensify. You attack those who threaten you the most. Enjoy the show. I'm tired of the show. Let's get to the ending. So cast your vote. You know, and, and Elia gives a very powerful exercise. I've witnessed it in my life that it works because we've spoken about this in other shows. The universe works based on energy contracts. If you don't contract with something, it doesn't come to you and it doesn't affect you. What people don't realize is that they make contracts constantly and they don't realize they're making a contract. Like if you're afraid of something that it's going to get you, it's going to get you because you just made an energy contract. So she gives a very simple exercise where you take pen and paper or pencil and you write something that you disapprove of, something that you don't want to see in your reality. And then you circle it in red and draw a line through it and you say out loud, I don't agree with this. And if there's something that you do want in your life, you, you'll write like, for example, the swamp is finally drained and then you put a green check mark next to it. You're making you're making a declaration to the universe. This is what I want in my reality. Well, you and better specify it's the DC swamp. Otherwise, it's the Oak Island swamp, and Correct. we already we did that. Your own words. Don't use my words, but I'm just giving you the idea, and it makes. I've seen the shifts. I. It's not a joke. It's it's an actual, it's an actual metaphysical exercise, and it does work because that's the way the the universe works. 
based on contracts. Let me give you a perfect example of, of how it works. Um, a lot of people are terrified of going to hospitals because it's such a contaminated environment. There are people sick for different reasons. Some contagious, some are not. And I remember many, many years ago, um, I forget who was it that went around studying the the lives of uh, EMTs and emergency room nurses. And they noticed the pattern that even though these people were chucked in the middle of the most, you know, contagious and contaminated situations, like people coming in uh, bleeding from a gunshot wound or a car crash, and the blood could be contaminated because you don't know if the person is sick with anything, AIDS, you name it. It could be there. Wherever there is blood, there's pathogens. Um, the, they found that all those workers that were doing this because it was the, their passion, their vocation, to be able to help people, save lives, make them comfortable, help them get the healing they needed. They weren't there because they thought they were going to become millionaires. They were there because it was their life vocation. A lot of them knew even when they were children, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help people. I want to rescue people. I want to help people. I want to heal people if I can. Uh, they never got sick. They never had a cold. They never had the flu. They never had a cough. They never got sick because in their reality, they, they were not accepting that they would get sick because they knew that if they got sick, they couldn't help anybody. So they had no contracts with all these illnesses. Yes, they were surrounded by them, but they had there was no contract. They could not get contaminated. They couldn't get sick because that would defeat their purpose in life. So they didn't accept it. They did not accept illness in themselves. And yet some stranger comes off the street and all they're doing is walking through a hallway. Boom, they come down with the flu or a cold or something because it's such a contaminated environment. That's an example of energy contracts. And we do it all the time. Like, uh, like I told <laughs> um, the lady, you know, these people that are terrified of EMF and, and oh, the EMF is killing me. And, well, yes, yes, it is true. But think about it. Uh, it's an energy contract that you are inviting all wireless technology because we can't live without it. You know, we need wireless technology for our phones, for our iPads, for our computers. So it's something that you're bringing into your life. What you have to do is break a contract with the the belief that, yeah, it's going to kill you. Well, no, it isn't going to kill you because there are things that you can do to, you know, like Shanghai, for example. We bring that into our lives because it knows it's going to correct what is wrong with man-made EMF. So you can sit down with your pen and paper and, you know, a green pen and a red pen and write down, okay, what do you want in your reality? Because it's going to be not me, not my reality, not Nancy's reality or the listener's reality. It's going to be yours, Dolly Howard's reality. And it will change. It will change. And if it, you don't have to believe me. Just consult with your posse. If I could if I, if I could have your psychic ability and be able to dialogue with them as you do, they will tell you I'm not exaggerating or giving you some story to entertain you. It, it is the truth. It's how you contract with the universe. Okay. Thus, all these great people are now off the scene. And whatever it is that you want, sit down and write it. And if this is what you want, put a green check. And you've added that to your reality. 
We hey, build hey, the hey, reality like mosaics. Hey, Walt, Walt, you know, she's she just quit her Q job, so this could be a new job for her. You know, Correct. Dolly, you could, you hey, he's telling you something, right? Why don't you give it a try, and then you can report back on it, you know, and... I've got, I know. What? I don't care. <laughs> she doesn't care. She doesn't care. You don't care. understand. I passed that stuff to the point where I don't get upset anymore. I'm sitting here, and I'm wondering, I'm watching, and I'm waiting. And I'm amazed at different things that are happening, and I'm amazed at different things that aren't happening. I feel like I'm a watcher right now. I'm just in a watcher position. And when people... When I hear that people are waking up and they have these questions or something, yeah, I'll be there to help them. But I don't get so worked up anymore. It is what it is. I can send out my good energies every day to the universe. I go to the greenhouse frequently and and send out my good energies. And I want to tell, oh, I forgot who was asking me. I cannot tell you who the crumpled up person was, but I figured it out and took care of that issue. And the and it got lighter for me in the greenhouse. So the person I'm talking to, I, I am so sorry I forgot which one you were, uh, but I wanted to share that with you. Um, so anyway, I'm still doing work. I'm still doing I'm. I think I've reached a place where I'm doing better work than I was when I was so freaking deranged. I could. I couldn't even think straight when I was deranged. Well, the that way, brings you down vibrationally when you're right. Deranged. Right. <laughs> it brings you down a lot. And <laughs> the way Nancy reacted about uh, Pelosi tearing up the papers on say what? That is the way I was twenty four seven. I wore myself out being so deranged over everything. And when I went through this thing in the hospital and I reached this point where, now wait a minute, you know, the posse comes, talks with me. And and this is where I am now. So, um, yes, it's a good idea. Write down your, your things that you want. Paid attention I did it, to it. I did it with the U.S. corporate government. I wrote it down. The U.S. corporate government circled it in red and put a line through it. And I said, I do not agree with this. Yeah. You know, let them go away and bring back the real government of the people, not private corporation anymore. Right. And now I say, okay, I, it is what it is right now. It's, it is what it's going to be in the future. In the meantime, I'm here to talk. I'm here to try to help people when they go through their derangement stages. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been there and done that. And, and I know in my soul, in my heart, I know things are going to turn around to being 
better for the people. I know this now. When I was in the hospital and had that conversation with the posse, as Walt calls it, I just know it. So I'm a calmer being now, thank God. (laughs) I've worn myself out from being deranged anymore. But I must admit, every once in a while, they can get me close to that derangement stage again. Then I have to back myself down and say, just cool your jets. Think about it. Put the good thoughts toward it. Refuse to accept what you don't want to accept and see, move on. See the words you just used? What? Refuse to accept. That's That's a contract-breaking statement. Oh, I refuse yeah. to accept. I withdraw my consent. Right. I withdraw my consent to have this in my reality. I refuse to accept this in my re- your breaking contract. Yes. That's that's how you do it. Yeah. And it's so simple. You don't you don't have to go to law school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you guys finished talking about this? Because I wanted Walt to explain the healing tones <laughs> that he's added to. It was back in July 2015 when we first put up those original tones, Walt. And I'm going to go back in there and work on the page and make it a little easier for us. Things We have things now that we didn't have then. Um, but he put up um, some, had me put up uh, some different um, tones. And which one, because, which one, tell the people about the tones, okay, so they know what. Okay, in our previous show, you dropped a major clue. One of those drew, one of those clues that you drop it and then you undo the wrapper and then it explodes in your face and it takes you somewhere else. <laughs> it was one of those Nancy Hopkins type level clues, you know. Um, we we spoke on the show about the the thing that I had participated in a webinar about radionics on how the presenter spoke about um, when he does radionics for a a crop and they can help crops so you don't have to use chemistry and you don't need to use weed killers or insecticides. They can help crops get healthy just by using radionics. And he explained how it took, uh, he had to scan 150 different factors to see where the crop needed balancing, then and then you go around balancing everything that's out of balance. Can you do so, me a favor and just uh, kind sure. of expand on radionics for those people that may not understand the term? Okay, uh, radionics is really, really old. It started back in the 1800s with Hier- Hieronymus Galen, I think was the first gentleman who did um, agricultural-level radionics. It's a way to um, assist it's, it's a way to, in fact, Cater explains how radionics machine works. It's a sympathetic resonant way to affect things in your reality because by, uh, remember the, the, I know this has a negative connotation, but it's no less true. Uh, for example, those that practice voodoo, and they, they use it not to help people, but most of the time to hurt people. What do they need? Well, they need a sample of that person, either a fingernail, a drop of blood, something with a a, a handkerchief with their sweat, because 
that person's energy signature is in that little piece of substance. So the, the principle of resonant sympathy is by affecting this sample, you're making this etheric connection to the person and whatever you're doing to this, it's affecting the person. So in radionics is, is based on that principle and they use the machines with the knobs and they use a, a, a touch plate in the machine where you are the detecting device. As you, as you change the knobs to find the rate of something, uh, once you get a stick sensation on, on, the, on the stick plate, you know, okay, I've reached the rate. And then radionics practitioners will sit down and write the numbers that the knobs are pointing to. So those numbers represent the rate of what you're tuning into, whether you're tuning into a person, whether you're tuning into, a, in, in the man's case, a, a crop somewhere, or you could be tuning into the map of a place, you, you are able to get the numbers that represent that, that contain the essence of that that you're tuning into. So in this particular case, the gentleman gets, it seems like he gets regularly hired to help uh, crops. And that's what he explains, that crops have 150 different factors that he has to scan. Uh, I don't know, it could be temperature, humidity, uh, soil, pH, I don't know. He didn't list them, but there are lots. So it takes hours for him to go through all the factors, and then as, as they are out of balance, he has to bring them back into balance. So he speaks about Ho'oponopono and the prayer of Ho'oponopono, how it works. Uh, he spoke of the work of Dr. Hugh Lin, who literally emptied out the psychic ward at a hospital in Hawaii because he would go there a couple of hours every day, and he would never see or talk to any patients. He would just sit down, and he would go through their files, look at their pictures, and go through the file information of the person. And all he would do is recite the Ho'oponopono prayer. I'm sorry. You know, uh, thank you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love you. And he would repeat that like a mantra as he would go through. And little by little, the patients started recovering. And when he left, he left because there was nobody else in the ward. Uh, I don't know what year this happened, but when this radionics practitioner uh, learned of this, he sat down and he started scanning for the rate of Ho'oponopono, the rate that contains the essence energy, the essence signature of Ho'oponopono itself. And when he decided to apply it to a crop, all 150 factors started coming into balance with just that value. So he was able to ascertain how powerful it was. So I made a device, which you should be getting the box, your box tomorrow. <laughs> and also I sat down and doused, okay, what tone contains the essence of Ho'oponopono? So I had to douse for the tone, the values of it. Uh, it's never an, an exact tone. It'll be an intermediate value between two notes. Uh, what what type of waveform should it be square wave or sine wave? Uh, what octave should the tone be located? And that's what I composed and I sent you the five minute clip. And in that same show, you requested about uh, the sound 
that contains the essence of Shanghai. And that was really revealing because back in 2014, when I started, when we started working with Shanghai together, the, and I scanned the essence frequency of Shanghai, I was getting 286.7 megahertz as the essence. And when I doused it now, it's no longer there. It's above 160 gigahertz. So the essence vibration of Shanghai has changed, and I started dowsing questions about it. And Shanghai appears to be like uh, a reality thermometer or a dimensional thermometer. You know how we look at a thermometer to tell us the temperature of the room? If the mercury goes up, then it's telling us, your room is getting hot, goes down, the room is getting cold. It's To me, I see it as something like that because since Shanghai is present, in all the dimensions, and it's active in all the dimensions. That's why I've witnessed it in shamanic journeys. If you scan the essence vibration of Shanghai, it's literally telling you where you are at vibrationally. So, so far with all this work and everything we've done, my local reality at, at least has changed. Right now, the vibration of the essence vibration of Shanghai is way above the topmost vibration allowed by the 5G standard, for example. I looked up the official papers of the standard and the uh, bandwidth that they're using is from 30 to 60 gigahertz. Shanghai is sitting above 160 gigahertz, way, way above, you know, what is the maximum frequency that this monstrosity uses. So that's useful. So when I doused for the value of the Shanghai, I, I composed two sound clips for Nancy. One is in the fourth octave. It makes it easier to listen to because it's it's lower tone. But dowsing also told me that the most effective sound of Shanghai is in the seventh octave. Uh, so I composed another sound clip. is the same freak is the same sound, but in a higher octave. So. Not that nice on the ears, but who knows? Somebody might want to use it to treat an area or something. So that's why I sent her two clips. So the the fourth octave, you know, I don't even think I turned it up. I put it up there, but I'm not sure I even listened to it. Because the seventh octave had blown my ears out. It was like, oh, my God, (laughs) this is terrible. Um, So how how would they work something that is not, you know, particularly, you know, joyful to the ears in that seventh octave. Um, well, for example, let's say I wanted to clear a home. I guess I, I, I would load that in a player's, uh, I don't know, uh, they don't make ghetto blasters anymore, but you, you still have MP3 players and you can, and you still have speaker sets. You could put that in a, in, a, in a space and let it play for an hour or so and just walk away. And when you come back, the whole place was going to be cleared. Well, I mean, my, sus- my suspicion would be also that just playing it at a very, very soft rate, even though you may not even be hearing it. That um, is true as well. Your, the energy field would be doing its trick. So I did post it in, um, in the uh, chat room, the page that's got all of these wonderful healing things. And like I say, I'm going to be working on it. But... Um, Okay, the the first one you gave us, I don't want, well, I could play any of them, but um, why don't we play just a little bit, not the whole five minutes, but so people can understand what we're talking about. 
of the one, the uh, Hopo Pono. Pono Pono. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like my 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 mouth won't make those sounds. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to play a little bit so so people understand what we're talking They're about. They're updating your brain circuitry. That's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I loaded that on, my mom requested that I loaded that on her phone, and she took a nap playing that, you know, at low volume, and afterwards she told me that she's never had such a deep sleep, completely dreamless, so she was, she felt really, really rested and tension-free. Yes, I was very impressed when I, t- I heard it before, and it was like, immediately I felt this sense of relaxation i think you talked about it too you know that it's yeah, just like when i charge the water right <laughs> <laughs> dolly what'd you feel well i had it too high it was hurting my ears i had to turn it down and then i thought well this is irritating but then the next thought i had was now wait a minute i feel a little uh a little more at ease and so I, I worked my way through what I was thinking, and and once I got to where oh I feel more at ease, I just relaxed and went with it, and I felt myself floating. Yeah, it, that's 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 what the man found when he did his radionic work is that it brings balance where balance is missing, and we're off balance a lot, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> now, well, you suppose it's possible that um, I would think that animals and plants would respond to this, just the tone, just the sound. Yeah, I don't see why not. So people out there, anybody that, that you know, has got a plant, you know, just go play this, and you know, once a day. Just say, hey, listen to this and see what happens. The only way we can find this stuff out is to test it. That's how Walt and I got down the pike as far as we did, because we'd say, well, I don't know, let's see if we can figure out a way of of testing, and then what do we do with it? And then Walt would figure something to do with it. (laughs) I was listening to the uh, Solaris uh, show that I did with her a little bit on the 25th of January, and I was telling the story about the Heidi device and how you put it up on the satellite. You know, and it was like, you know, I don't even know who you are, really. I mean, I know we've been, you know, had many, many, probably 100 hours of conversation at that point. But I don't really know who you are. And you know, you all of a sudden you're telling me you're climbing to the roof and putting Shungite devices out there. And I'm going like, oh, my God, this guy is well, really a crazy scientist. He goes to extremes. Well, <laughs> now I expect a- it. I have some disappointing news. It's not there anymore because they had to take it off to when they did the new roof this oh, past summer. And they didn't put it back? 
what I did is all the devices, I put them on my, on the, what do you call it? The uh, circuit breaker box in the garage. So all those energy signatures are going into the power grid. I'll have to scan that. I mean, the power grid, yes, I'm just, um, I gotta scan, cause my head, my head immediately went into the science behind what, well, what, 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 you know, but I, I need to get a clear picture of that. Um, hmm, that's interesting. Huh. When did you and do that? the other that? thing was that, Oh, when you did the roof, uh, you said. That was a while back. Yep, yeah, it was this past summer. It was done in July or August because the, the gentleman who came down to inspect the... I thought that the roof had um, ice damage because not this winter, the previous winter, there was really some major blocks of ice up there. But he looked at the roof and he says, no... Those that those because some of the tiles instead of sitting perfectly horizontally they're sitting at an angle, and he says no that's not ice damage that's wind damage. He says the roof is not going to leak leak today but you have to get this fixed before winter comes, and I did I didn't have a choice um. because the insurance only paid for half the roof. And um, yeah, and I, I thought to myself, oh yeah, that's real bright. I'm going to do half the roof, so half the roof is new, but the other half is 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 decades old. That's a great plan. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, you know, pay me what you want to pay me. I'm, I'm going to have to do the whole roof because I don't, you can't do that with half a roof. So, okay, I think you made the right decision there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> and the other thing was the um, with this uh, Hoponopono thing is what I told you on the, um, on Skype earlier about the thing with the Antarctic. Remember? Oh yes, 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 oh, yes. Yeah, hold on. Let me grab that that link. I'm glad it's you because I wasn't remembering Nancy. No, I was talking to him earlier. <laughs> In the day. Okay, let me go to the radio chat so I can share this with the listeners. One of the ladies of the group, I think it's her Facebook name. Her Facebook name is Alaska. She posted this. And what got my attention is that this map, uh, let me go to that, click on that so I can look at the date. Susan from Alaska, I bet it was. Or Alaska yeah. Susan. Alaska yeah. Susan. Mm-hmm. This uh, this map is from the seventh, which was a Friday, and that week on Monday, I put the map of the, the radionic map of Antart- the Antarctic under the Hoponopono device, because I read something from. Fulford that said that something was going on that one of these negative things was being ran from a base in, in the Antarctic so I doused should I put the map under one of the devices and I got yes okay so I put the device on it and I said please bring balance where balance is needed and that was on a Monday and then that Friday look at what's going on they registered uh, 65 degrees which <laughs> Historically, I, I don't know if they've ever 
measured anything that that hot in the Antarctic. That's 18 degrees Celsius. Well, why do you want it to be so warm in there? No, I, I, I was never asking for that. I was asking for balance to be brought where balance is needed. So obviously, oh. Gaia needed that there at that time for whatever reason. Well, if the if, if it's this warm and it's melting the ice, then everything below the ice is being uncovered, so the the secrets can't be denied. And, and think about it, it's the southern hemisphere, so they're looking at the beginning of autumn. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you um it was something that Fulford said about the flu thing right because we we do have I do have that article on the flu did you get a chance to read it maybe we should did you feel like yeah, it was, I, I that, 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 did you feel it was did you ask the pendulums or did you feel that it was giving us a good a good saying good discussion uh, let, me, let me get the pendulum Okay, so let's let's go to let's go to Nancy's link. I know I have it in Nancy's Skype. Okay, right here. Okay, so the I, article. I actually I put it up in chat already. Oh, you put the link in chat. I think so. Natural news, right? There we go. So shall we read this, do you think? Or tell tell them what Fulford had said. Okay, Fulford had said (laughs) that it wasn't wasn't, uh, coronavirus. It was something called uh, HIPAA virus. Hold on a second. Let me bring up his page. So instead of telling you from memory, I'll just... Um, I think he should do both. That Fulford thing and the other thing. I can't read the whole thing because it's... I don't have the... I can only read half of the report. In oh. in his most recent report, he's... He's blaming uh, Israel for this whole thing against China. He's saying the title of the report is Israel commits suicide by declaring war on China. So, I don't know if that sounds far-fetched or what. And then in a previous, in a previous post, he was saying that this coronavirus is not, is not a coronavirus, it's something called a HIPAA virus, H-I-P-A, which I, I haven't doused any of his stuff to see if it's disinformation or not. The only thing that... Uh, Okay. So, you want me to read what he says about this thing? Yeah, give it a read. Okay. So, let me go back to this. Okay. So, this dated yesterday. 
The battle to liberate planet Earth is reaching a dangerous stage as the Kasarian Mafia uses bioweapons to try and start a war between the United States and China. However, this plan is backfiring because both the Chinese and the White Hats and the military-industrial complex know exactly who is behind the bioweapon attacks on China and now Africa. So he provides uh, this link, which I'm going to grab... And I'm going to put it here. Mm. P3 Freemason sources say Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is leading the latest attempt to start World War III and kill off 90% of humanity. Pentagon sources, while not naming Netanyahu in particular, also point the finger at the government of Israel. If the Israelis wish to avoid collective punishment, they need to hand Netanyahu and his mass-murdering accomplices over to the Chinese for interrogation, CIA sources say. In a sign that total war has now been declared on the Hazarian Mafia, both Pentagon and Asian secret society sources have gone silent. <clears throat> Multiple attempts to confirm independently what is going on in China, for example, were met with radio silence. One regular Pentagon source says, other than former Joints of, of Staff Chair Do Joe Dunford, who now sits at the on the board of Lockheed, there is no intel and this may continue for a while. There is also unprecedented campaign of censorship going on regarding the bioweapon attack on China. For example, the following paragraph was deleted from a Hong Kong-based news site. In quotes, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of China has officially demanded that the United States explain why biohazard containers were found buried in the evacuated consulate general in Wuhan. The PRC security forces cordoned off other U.S. diplomatic missions in the country. Close quotes. Only the censored version of the article missing this text can now be seen, and he provides the link to that. Also last week, the Indian scientists who reported they had found HIV viruses artificially inserted into the new coronavirus infecting China were threatened with death by Mossad agents and forced to retract their paper, according to Mossad sources. Apparently, somebody powerful in Israel is desperate to cover up the fact this was a bioweapon attack on China. Of course, the world is not buying the story that this is a naturally occurring coronavirus. The Muslims know what is going on, as do the Russians and the Indians. So does everybody else, except a shrinking group of brainwashed sheeple in the West. No matter what, though, the U.S. and China are not going to be fooled into going to war with each other. This can be seen, for example, in an official Xinhua News report about a call Chinese President Xi Jinping had with U.S. President Donald Trump that was requested by the U.S. side. Trump said, in quotes, The United States fully supports China's fight against the novel coronavirus epidemic and is willing to send experts to China and offer assistance in various other forms. And he provides the link to that. In fact, Trump informed the Chinese that the U.S. had arrested three individuals in connection with the bioweapon attack on China, including 60-year-old Dr. Charles Lieber, Harbor University Chairman of the Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology. 
Robert David Steele, formerly of the U.S. Marines and the CIA, last week sent the following message to the Chinese about Lieber. Weak signals are emerging that Wuhan was an act of war by Israel against China, using a double agent, Dr. Charles Lieber, who is Jewish and therefore especially susceptible to Zionist influence, if not control, whose top student from China was embedded at Wuhan University of Technology, where he was also a, in quotes, strategic scientist. We are also hearing that this could have been an insider training double play like 9-11, also done by the Zionists. Who benefited in the city of London, Wall Street, and Hong Kong and Tokyo Tech exchanges? And he gives a link. In what may be in what may have been a retaliatory attack, HIB expert Dr. Frank Plummer, who was recognized for leadership roles in the SARS, H1N1 flu, and Ebola epidemics, died suddenly on February 4th. So, and then, the, I can't continue reading because I need to pay for the subscription to read the rest of the report. So, I don't know how that rings. Let me see. Well, I don't Is know. I, th- I you- Yeah, th- th- I think probably, um, you know, there's so many different stories coming out about this, but the general trend is to yeah this this is not natural it doesn't seem to be this they even did a a blurb on must be fox or something i'm not sure what i was watching where they were showing that it supposedly started with bats and then did some kind of a genetic change and then went now they think that it went into another creature did you see that um dolly and that other creature kind of looked like I don't know, like sort of a sort of an opossum, I think. And it was I forgot what it's called. Yeah, it's a well, rare animal. Very rare animal, but somehow it got into this poor animal that's on the endangered species list over there in China, and mutated to be human. You know, I mean, it's like they're they're crazy stuff. But this uh, Natural News article, um, I'm not sure which. Of the authors was did this uh, Mike Adams okay this is a Mike Adams um, uh, article and Walt you always do better reading than I do do you want to read it or do you think it's sure. worth reading <clears throat> I'll read it Natural News Dr. Francis Boyle is perhaps the best uh, best known for authoring the Biological Weapons Act. In an explosive interview with Geopolitics and Empire, shown below, Dr. Boyle reveals that the coronavirus now circulating in the wild, exploding as a pandemic, is indeed an offensive biological warfare weapon. <clears throat> in this, hold on a second, let me get some water in my... <clears throat> in this eye-opening interview, probably soon to be banned by YouTube, Dr. Boyle plainly confirms exactly what Natural News has been reporting for over a week now. The coronavirus is a biological weapon system which escaped the Wuhan BSL-4 laboratory and broke containment in the local population, spreading uncontrollably. In his own words, he says, <clears throat> The coronavirus that we're dealing with here is an offensive biological warfare weapon that leaked out of that Wuhan BSL-4 lab. This further confirms the proof that the coronavirus was genetically engineered 
using the P-Shuttle Vector Tool that's commonly known and used by virology researchers. It also ties into the fact that independent genomics researchers have also confirmed the coronavirus has been subjected to SARS gene insertions as part of the weaponization program. The mounting evidence of a laboratory origin is now irrefutable, yet the World Health Organization is covering for China's bioweapons program and trying to lie to the world about the origins of the virus, <clears throat> falsely, falsely claiming it came about from a random permutations in the wild. Here's more of the transcript from the interview with Dr. Boyle, which was originally posted on the Geopolitics and Empire channel on YouTube. Dr. Francis Boyle, it does seem to me that the Wuhan BSL-4 is the source of the coronavirus. Yes, my guess is that they were researching SARS, <clears throat> and they weaponized it further by giving it gain-of-function properties, which means it could be more lethal, and indeed the latest report now it is its 15% fatality rate, which is more than SARS, and 83% infection rate. So a typical gain of function is it travels in the air, so it could reach out maybe six feet or more from someone emitting a sneeze or a cough. Likewise, this is specially designated World Health Organization Research Lab. So the World Health Organization is in on it, and they knew full well what was going on there. <clears throat> Yet it is also reported the Chinese stole coronavirus materials from the Canadian lab at Winnipeg. Winnipeg is Canada's foremost center for research developing and testing biological warfare, warfare weapons. It's along the lines of Fort D Dietrich in the U.S. And yeah, I have three degrees from Harvard. It would not surprise me if something was being stolen out of Harvard to turn over to China. The bottom line is, and I drafted the U.S. domestic implementing le legislation or the Biological Weapons Convention that was approved unanimously by both houses of the U.S. Congress and signed into law by President Bush Sr. that it appears the coronavirus that we're dealing with here is an offensive biological warfare weapon that leaked out of the Wuhan BSL-4 lab. I'm not saying it was done deliberately, but there have been previous reports of problems with that lab and things leaking out of it. And I'm afraid that is what we're dealing with today. Emphasis added. And then there's a link to the full video. <clears throat> the News Clips channel has cross-posted the video on Bright, on Bright On in case YouTube bans it. This is too important to allow to be censored. We hope the journalists at Geopolitics and Empire, who produce an amazing assortment of podcasts and other materials, understand why it's important to post this interview everywhere before the tech giants can extinguish it. All credit goes to... Okay. And the next article is Massive Cyber Attacks Leveled Against Natural News and other sites reporting the coronavirus. Very interesting. Dr. <laughs> So it's it's a show that what the media is, is doing. They're reporting like, again. You know, they report whatever they feel like reporting. Why would they report the truth? 
it's very, very. Um, your, your mind starts to spin about it. You know, it's like one of the one of the, one of the mainstream media things. Like I think I was said read it on a show or something, but it was I think the New York Post said, you know, every time a virus gets out there and it starts to really kill people, it quickly becomes less lethal because it doesn't want to kill its hosts. So there's almost a self-correction thing that happens with viruses. That's why nothing is gone pandemic. Makes sense. Yeah, well, I found that very enlightening, especially coming from a semi, you know, me, uh, mainstream media document, but it, that that does make sense to me. So, well, you know, when I was in the um, the army, the I worked with Signal Security, which is called SIGSEC, and we we had units all in every post on American Army base. Every every post we had a unit. And they were their job was to monitor the the telephones to eavesdrop. This was way before computers, to eavesdrop on the uh, on the operations, military operations, not your home phone, just what was happening within the you know organization of the army itself, because people would tell something that was top secret, but they figured. If they just gave a little of it, it wasn't really top secret. Or they talked around it, wasn't really... Well, our people would listen to various people talking about some very secret operation they were about to conduct, in, in, mostly in the form of, of training, although some of it was real, real, war, real world. And these guys picked up, and I think it was Fort Detrick, um, communications that were discussing biological warfare, chemical and biological warfare being conducted there, and it was against the law. But they were doing it doing it anyway. So, and this was back in the 70s. So this break between what is law in one reality and what is law in that darker, deeper, you know, paranoid <clears throat> I don't even know what, what what happens to human beings when they get so afraid of everything that everything they do doesn't have any moral implications because, you know, that, what is that saying, um, the end justifies the means? Yeah. So it's been, it's been happening for a long time. Um, a, I, I'm firmly convinced that HIV was... Uh, Manufactured and then um, actually given in uh, by injections to the gay community back in the early seventies because of th- there were ads. A friend of mine, all of a sudden he, he was gay, and all of a sudden everybody seems to be dying around him. And then it took a while before they realized they were all dying from the same thing, and he. He didn't tell me, the last conversation I had with him, he did not tell me that he had it. Um, but I never had another conversation with him because he did die of HIV. It was very, very, people were dying very fast with this thing. 
And so, anyway, but he, he, he went into doing some research and he discovered this whole program of getting people to come to these different clinics that were being set up so that you could have a vaccination against, uh, I think it was hepatitis B or C, the one that was more, you know, one of them is lesser than the other, the, the one that was bad. The, because yeah. it, it's pre- it's prevalent in the gay community. And so that he, he, he realized that that could be a connection because uh, he and some other people who now had the virus had gone and gotten that vaccination. So, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's really, really, I mean, the, there's so much dark in, in the in the world, but at the same time, we've got Walt and radionics, and you can see the changes that can be made with radionics. You, you know, go to that that uh, page, that link on the healing, healing Tones, and if you just forget what I, where the link is or something, just go to cosmicreality.net and in the search on the first page, a little bit down, um, put in healing tones and you'll find the uh, the blog where all these, this information is. But when you see the changes that can be made just by sound and by energy, you know, then all of the stuff we're talking about that's so yucky, we have to know because we have to have an understanding of that reality. You know, because it's there. It's part of our learning. We're creating stories. The story is uncovering the secrets and the nastiness of the reality. And then the story is, how do we change it? Well, we change it by creating a brand new reality. And, Correct. You know, so... Begin by adjusting your belief system that you can because you can. You know, forever they've tried to keep you from knowing that. Well, not anymore. Now you can know and practice the simple fact that you can tailor reality. And the more you do it, others will do it. By the 11th monkey, what is it? The 100th monkey uh, phenomenon? Oh, I think we passed that a long time ago. Yeah, well, the more you practice the tailoring of your reality, choosing what you want and what you don't want, that's affecting all the other people in your community. And other people will start doing, oh, I don't want this. I don't want crime. I don't want this this act. I don't want this government. I have one thing to say about the virus. I saw on the news, on TV, that it is spread uh, through saliva, through air, your breathing. And if you touch something, it can be spread. So they show all these people running around with masks on their face. That is redundant. You have to cover your whole dark gone body in order <laughs> not to get exposed to the germs. That's all. Okay, so now we have to break that contract that Dolly just made. <laughs> <laughs> Because that, that's, that's what we do. We, you know, it's, it's a really kind of like a slippery slope because we have to tell you, as she just did, you know, the, the full implications of it. But at the same time, you know, think in terms of, okay, so that's that reality. In this reality, this new reality that, that we're creating one person at a time, 
you know. Well, you, let me let me steal a, a minute from you. I go. know that we're we're at the time, but that is exactly the thing. What what Dolly said, you know, bringing into awareness this thing that was described, whatever it is, she brought something into awareness. Well, that's it. That's one of the rules of engagement of the universe. You have to be informed. It doesn't matter if you have to, you're being informed of something bad or something good. You have to be informed so you can make the choice for your reality. You're informing me of something bad? Great. Thank you. I don't want it. You're informing me of something great? Yes, I do want that in my reality. I want everybody to have their domain. I want everybody to be able to make a living without working at what they hate. And that's that's why, I mean, you've, we've discussed this in other show. Why is it that the cabal spends time and money making movies about the stuff they plan to do? Because that's one of the rules of engagement in the universe. They have to declare, we're, this is what we plan to do. We're planning to extinguish you. What do you want to do about it? And if we brush it off as entertainment, then we are cooked. You have to decide, no, I don't want this. <laughs> now so that they're aware, they can do that. Exactly. Exactly. So, yep. All right. We're at the end of the show. You can find Walt at newparadigmtools.net. Cosmicreality.net is where you can find the Shungite show. I mean the Shungite store. And you can also find a lot of information, not only on Shungite, but past uh, shows that we've done on Cosmic Reality. There's a lot of really good information over there. Uh, Dolly, thank you so very, very much. Appreciate you. You're my, my best friend and cohort on this radio station. I, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thank you. Nefarious I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and Walt, he's my he's my cohort cohort in this massively <laughs> amazing journey of Shungite and and neurology that we're taking. So, and you people out there that are listening to us, well, pff, you're the you're the the fuel that keeps us going. You know, it's like we don't need a lot of you. We just need the best there is, and you are the best there is. So if you're here, you're the best. <laughs> right? You guys want to say yeah. good night? Good night, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, y'all. Thanks, Walt and Nancy. I love you. And uh, for me, Dolly World, bye-bye. Preaching. Preaching. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a